Welcome back to the Flix Forum podcast with Jesse Heater and MJ, where we are looking at a different Netflix original film in the order of release each week. This time around, we're looking at Netflix's 40th film, boys. 40. 40. 40. 40. Well 40. Big 4 God, I'm proud of us. It's the 2017 crime film, Shimmer Lake, directed by Oren. Oren. Yeah, Oren. Oren. Oren Uzel. It stars Benjamin Walker, Rain Wyatt Rain. Russell, Rain Wilson, Adam Pally, John Michael Higgins, Ron Livingston, Stephanie Sigmund, and Rob Corddry. Hello. You know what? I... Hey. I, I realise after 40 episodes that I tune out when you do your introduction and I try and sort of get my thoughts together, which is really bad because I enjoy I, I made an effort to listen to you then and I enjoyed it. I think it's a really good introduction. I, th- I really like some feedback. So I, I listen to you every week, Jesse, just yeah. so you know. Well, well, I, think, I think you're great every week. Thanks, Hayden. Well, I thought you were excellent today. Well, I can't vouch for other weeks. You guys you definitely <laughs> the make last me, 39. <laughs> make me feel really good, so thank you. I appreciate that. If, if I'm really bad in this podcast, though, it's because I didn't take those few seconds to capture myself we can go some dead silence now if you like no 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 no. I'm in now I feel warm I'm ready to go good film (laughs) (laughs) good film do you want to do the ratings now dead dead silence dead silence sorry that's the tough dead silence you didn't even get my joke sorry yeah but dead silence is an excellent very unknown film James Wan Lee Winnell the guys who did Saw uh, Ryan Quanton is that um, what's his name Donnie Wahlberg very good film, Dead Silent. Anyway, sorry, we've gone off track, but... We shall have. So this week we're looking at Shimmer Lake. Which movie are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> because I wasn't... Con- yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to listen to you anymore. Ruin the, throw, ruin the episode. You throw it in. So what we uh, always do is we have a quick little summary of our thoughts on the film called Fast Flicks. So uh, look at that little emphasis, the Fast Flicks. I might try and do that, actually. Sure? That's a good one. I like that. We need some little jingle. All right, Fast Flicks. MJ, go for it. All right. Fast Flicks for Shimmer Lake. A clever, dry, a clever crime drama that goes back through time to reveal details of a small town bank robbery. Short, sweet, bang, good. Fast. Peter. Told in reverse, the story follows a small town sheriff as he investigates a bank robbery by three criminals, one of them being his brother. Mm. Good. I've gone, a bank robbery goes wrong, leaving the audience to watch events in reverse order. What a surprise. Cool. You can't really ignore that reverse order thing, can no. you? <laughs> Not at all. Main part of the film. <laughs> sure was. All right, uh, let's have a look at anything that we've learnt about this film in our um, research before or after or whatever we've done. Anything that we learnt about Shimmer Lake? Peter. Um, I didn't actually find a lot on this film, but one was that Variety magazine listed Shimmer Lake as the standout 2017 contender for the Oscar for Best Original Screenplay. Saw that. Where did I read that? Was that on Wikipedia or IMDb or something? It was on definitely the internet somewhere. <laughs> I can't remember which one, sorry, but it was on the internet. I read that as I think it was, who, who made that claim? Did you have a name? No, I read that. It just said Variety Magazine. It is a Variety Magazine said it. I'm going to research Variety and work out who this person is. That's quite a, um, a compliment given. Mm, um, very. Uh, it was on the blacklist. It was on the blacklist. We've spoken about before. Yeah. Mm. 2009. Yeah, so it was on there for a while. Yeah. I was confused. I did a lot of reading on the um, director and he wrote this script, but I wasn't sure whether he wrote it in 2009 and came back with it or he, he, he picked it up picked once. It. Um, that would be quite interesting to find out, but I couldn't, I couldn't find that out. Hmm. This is the director's only directing yep. credit. Yeah, He's yeah. done a lot of writing. A lot of writing shorts, TV episodes, a couple of films, but this was the first film he's directed. He said he hadn't even directed a short. Yeah, yeah, first directing credit. And he said that he was petrified on his first day of shooting. 
And he was basically just like, well, I've bullshitted this far. I'm just going to keep bullshitting. <laughs> um, the machine just rolls on kind of thing. It's quite interesting too because some of the films he has written for are quite big films. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I imagine he got this film from, that he, he's got a name in Hollywood. Yeah, so. well, 22 Jump yeah, Street. Like 22 Jump Street was one of them, wasn't it? Another Netflix film that we're looking at pretty soon, The Cloverfield Paradox. Yep. And then some big films that are coming out soon that I've heard heaps about, like Sonic the Hedgehog movie, yeah. Detective Pikachu the 2, the, the second Pikachu and um, Supergirl. So is there a sequel big, for Detective Pikachu? Apparently. I didn't even know that, but yes, there there's a go. sequel coming out. So yeah. They're very different films to uh, yeah. this. Yeah. Mm. Very different. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, what does um, what does what do the critics say? Pretty decent. Yeah, not bad. Sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, only on 10, 10, 10 reviews. 10. Audience and was exactly the same. Sixty percent of what four seventy one rating? Well, Six point two out of ten on IMDb, which you could say is sixty two percent. Oh, this is weird. And, and Letterbox is a two point nine out of five, which is basically sixty percent, fifty eight percent, fifty eight percent. Everyone so kind of knows what they. Like. IMDb was eight thousand seven hundred. Wetterbox was three thousand. So that's a lot from what we're pretty been good. Doing. Pretty good. It's a, it's a big enough sure. sample size to know that this yeah. is basically where this film sits. Yeah, about a six out of ten. Basically, it seems from from everyone for a small film on Netflix for a first time director, mm-hmm. you'd take those results absolutely. Even though it's a decent cast, but you would take those results. Released in June 2017, Netflix Worldwide. It's disheartening to know that we're still two years away from getting up to current. (laughs) (laughs) We will get there. We will definitely get there. More than two years away. Filmed in Canada. It was. In Toronto. Toronto. Um, There was one little product placement that I picked up on. Fruit Loops. Didn't pick up on that, but maybe. Remember? Yeah, she, she could yeah. She yeah. start the movie. Yeah. My one was Wendy's. Um, oh, so yeah. Yeah. the, the, the joke date, on his, his date with, with Wendy and he's <laughs> eating keep, it. Yeah, keeps going out on this date with Wendy and um, it's actually the food. That's the date. Is Wendy's the is away. a real food chain, isn't it? Food chain in America. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. We don't get it in Australia, do we? No, we don't, unfortunately. Is it just like a McDonald's kind of Hungry Jacks? Yep. Yeah. Carl's King. Jr. sort of thing, yeah. Carl's Jr., yeah. Well, you two are the big Stephen King fans. Which book was he reading? It, it was in the bank. It was the exact same version of different seasons that I own. That you own? Yep. As soon as you saw, I know. I saw that on IMDb as well. Yeah. And I was like, No, I wrote that down. I think. I think they said it was a reprint of it. So well, that's the version that that's I the have. Version you've got. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple. I read a couple of different things saying it was. A, I didn't. Nah. I need to go back and look at it. There were a couple of things it's, that said it. I know. Yeah. It's something else. And it is 100 percent different seasons. Because yeah. as soon as you saw that, I'm like, That's the version. I, I read it was different seasons. Yeah. yeah. That's what you got. So different seasons. If you listen to our episode last week, that's my favorite war film. <laughs> <laughs> Shawshank Redemption it's actually called uh, Rita Hayworth, Hayworth and the, the Shawshank Redemption. Redemption it's got the body in it body which is made into another good film the body called yeah, Stand, Stand By, by Me, me. Yeah. the body is a very good short story I thoroughly recommend it and the other two I can't remember Cause, yeah because they're not made into a- big films Apt Pupil <laughs> and The Breathing Method that's oh, yeah. the other one yeah. I'll check when I get home and I'll send yeah. you boys a photo but I'm sure that's the exact same version of different seasons <laughs> that scene came on and I saw Stephen King I thought he boys straight away I'm like oh they'll know this one they'll know what we're uh, Jesse's, Jesse's a huge Stephen King I fan. do love my Stephen King books so as I'm sitting here I can probably look at a quite, few, quite a few sitting here in our studio wall there are and Mr. King, if you are listening, which you probably are, feel free to um, tweet. Yeah, let, let us know if there's any films that you'd like us to dissect a bit closer. Well, I think mm. in the next uh, couple of months, we'll be doing two Stephen King films. All right, we'll let him there know. Are, there are two coming up. Ooh, can't wait for that. I think he listens most weeks. Gerald's Game and 1922. 22. Yeah, Gerald's Game. They're actually both very soon. Yeah. yeah, very soon. So we'll look forward to those. Um, anything else or should we give out early thoughts? 
Yeah, that was all I had. Yeah, yeah. Not, there wasn't too much. Not too much. Right, well, heat up. What are your early thoughts on this film? I like this film. It was good. My <laughs> <laughs> thoughts. That's good. It's, you know, I love a good crime movie. Um, I, it was it was really cool. I was told in reverse. That kind of mystery was good. Yeah, I I, I really enjoyed watching this film. Good. Me too. Hmm. I, I initially thought that the deed itself, so the idea of these guys rowing the bank and then they're trying to find them, I thought that that wasn't very exciting so that they played around with the format to make the film more interesting. So I wasn't expecting the twist, so I was satisfied with the twist. Spoiler alert, we're going to talk yeah. about um, spoilers in this podcast. So if you haven't seen it and you want to see it... Um, it's, come listen to us. Stop later. listening. Yeah, the stop twist is good though. Mm. Um, so it was really clever to have it occur prior to all the former events that we've seen mm. um, and then in that sense I thought it was a really impressive job to unfold these characters in the middle part of the film um, out of chronological order as you know I appreciated the effort of that craft because that would have taken a lot of thought especially in the writing of that script mm. to get that right um, so I was, I was very impressed with that I really enjoyed it too mm. Jesse, what do you think? I can tell when we were talking about the Oscar buzz, <sighs> you were like, well, I've got to find out who that guy is. I've been trying not to lie. Um, uh, the premise of this film, I was like, I really want to love this film. I was like on board. I'm like, this is a sweet sounding um, premise. Crime films are great. Yeah. Um, and I really want to like it, but it just felt way too cheap. The acting was really off-putting and I just thought it was awkward overall. So, looks like, like we're going to have a nice little discussion about... Yeah. One. Did you like the twist? Uh, I thought the twist was... Did you see it coming? Uh, bits and pieces. I didn't get the whole twist, but there was parts of the twist where I was like, okay, yeah, I can see where this is going. Yeah. Interesting. I'm glad I didn't. I was blindsided by it. I yeah. had no idea. I was like, oh, wow. Mm. That's cool. And I'm still... Yeah. There's still a lot of things that were very convenient about it. <laughs> <laughs> but... We will, and we'll get into that, but um, I was I was pretty happy with the twist. All right, you guys, you guys like this film more than me, so give us some characters that you liked. I, I thought it was interesting that he cast a lot of comedic actors in mm. more serious roles. Yeah, there was a tinge of comedy through this film, which I actually don't think worked very well. Um, and probably a lot of the negatives I had with this was like, don't don't try and be funny, or well, that joke doesn't work. But um, that was kind of his way of setting the tone making it a bit lighter but still ser- and get, but getting them to play serious roles even yeah. though they're, they're known sort of comedy actors but sorry in terms of characters um, I found Zeke obviously the, the lead sheriff. character mm-hmm. sheriff I found him a little bit boring um, and not in a bad way more so in a is this guy the lead of a film kind of way and that actually made the twist a hell of a lot more surprising for me mm. because I never overthought his character like I was just like, oh, this is, here's this guy who's a bit boring. In hindsight, I think subconsciously that he was really blasé about so many things when investigating this crime. Because of, yeah, Exactly. So he was yeah. very, very deadpan and very methodical, but they do a good job of letting you know or think that that's just part of his character. Yeah. Which is why I think I'd like to see it again. I think it'd be blatantly obvious to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it'd be interesting to watch it again now that you know kind of the twist at the end, being able to watch it through and go, okay. Even just thinking about doing, it, I was yeah. like, oh, that was yeah. obvious. I read somewhere I, I, that this, sorry. yeah, that this, they, they almost said that this was Netflix's first interactive film and it was made in a way where it allows for that repeat viewing yeah. where you can just jump back on and go watch it again multiple mm, times sure. so you can pick up on those yeah, things. Yeah, you, you pick missed. up on a lot of things, I reckon, yeah. I, yeah, I really like the character of Zeke. Yeah, he. I, I thought it was good to watch the whole way through. I was really interested in him. I, I had him as the culprit the first, straight away. 
Did you? Yeah, but not, not how it turned out, but I had him as a culprit in some mm, way and okay. something to do with it. Um, I thought he was really smarmy. And I, the relationship of him with his brothers, uh, like his niece and his sister-in-law, uh, mm. Martha and Sally, I just thought that relationship was really weird the whole th- way. And it, it just didn't sit right with me. Yeah, I, I liked his relationship with his niece. The relationship with his sister-in-law I thought was really weird. Yeah. The way they interacted with each other I thought was pretty weird. Like the whole not liking her food was yeah. not funny. Like, I didn't get that. And they kept playing that joke over yeah, that one and work. And then, like, there's this line where he's like, you know, he told them that he thought they deserved better than this. And, you know, the whole the whole time I thought, maybe he wants Sally. And then as it reveals, you sort of get why he's got mm. that jealousy about Sally. Yeah. Um, because of the kid that he doesn't have. Yeah. Sorry, spoilers early, but... It was weird when she said something like, oh, I can't believe you're not... Well, not weird. Like, I thought when she said, oh, I can't believe you're not a father or why yeah. you're aiming your kids, I was like... It's a weird thing to say, but again, yeah. it didn't. It didn't trigger with me. So, and the whole time, you, I agree. I found that dynamic with her quite strange. And Zeke yeah. and, and what was her name? The um, wife. Sally and Mar- Sally's the kid. Martha's the wife. I found Martha and Zeke had a very weird dynamic, but I kind of put yeah. that down to Zeke being like this deadpan, disgruntled. Like I really don't care what's going on. But I'm like your brother's kind yeah, of. That's yeah, the, we need that a little bit. Yeah, and mm. that's why I think if you watch this again, and and maybe I was just naive. To, and I'm glad I was naive. But if you watch it again, it would be there'd be so many triggers that are that are really obvious, which yeah, which is fun. So, yeah, I can think back now and go, oh, of course, of course, of course. But I didn't pick it up on at the time, which which is good. Hmm. Which is probably why, yeah, it would have sucked a bit for you if you suspected like, the, him. The, I suspected him for something because I my thoughts first off were he's gonna he has had something to do with the death because he wants to sort of slip in and be like that father to Sally. That was my thoughts the whole way through. Okay. So yeah. so I was I was never expecting a big twist because my, my whole thing was this crime itself, pretty dull. The crime that we're talking about here is three guys who have robbed a bank. There's a couple of guys that have ended up dead because of it. But I don't think the crime's that interesting, which is why we're doing this really clever concept of going back in time. And that's what I was thinking. I, I didn't get lost in thinking, I'm going to get you know blindsided here at all. I just thought... Okay, this is a cool way to tell a story. At the end of the day, I'm going to sit there and go, "Nah, that was all right." Mm. Okay, and so mm. that's why I was actually quite impressed with it. Hmm. What about some other characters? What oh, do you got, mate? I like the FBI agents. They oh, were good. They were, they were good. Ah, oh, they were good. Horrible. I. What are they? Uh, Rod Codry and Ron Livingston. I Kurt and Kyle. I yeah, Kurt and Kyle. I, I I enjoyed watching them on screen. They were just I really another one of those idiot cops. Yeah, no, they didn't mm. work. I I didn't. I didn't it's think. Cool, well, I like them. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, Good work, guys. <laughs> what, so you thought they were funny? Is that the main reason? Sorry, um, they weren't you know, laugh out loud funny, but it was just some good, some good kind of comic relief in the middle. Up, you know, like the scenes where you know the the sheriff goes out and he goes, you know, I know the FBI just want to take over and stuff, and they're just kind of like, we don't care, like we're the B team, you know, you just do your thing. I I I, I just like the scenes with them involved. Mm. Yeah, cool. Um, Andy Sykes, who is Zeke's brother, um, played by Rain Wilson, part of Dwight from The Office. Obviously, the main guy, they're one of the main guys they're trying to track down who they kill. Mm. Um, I probably would have liked to know more about his desperation. I know he was going through a divorce and he'd lost his job. Mm -hmm. Okay, but is that worth robbing a bank for? I can't no. say I was a big fan of that character either. No, I, I know we're talking about characters, but mm. do you reckon that was a wrong cast? Like you should, no. you shouldn't have cast him. I thought he was good, I, I, and I liked his cocky desperation that he had. Um, 
I, I enjoyed the fact that because he was he was really desperate and pathetic, but he he had this cockiness to him that he thought he knew what he was doing. But I didn't quite understand his where he was coming from to get to that point. I, I thought he did a good job, uh, but mind you, I haven't watched The Office, so okay. I'm just used to seeing him as a pretty that, funny guy. I d- I. D- I did find it a bit hard to sit to not see him as Dwight. Yeah, having watched him for nine seasons of The Office, <laughs> it, it, it did seem like a like, we were just completely, I guess, unfair on him because, like, yeah, I see him as this you know kind of goofy comedy guy to come in this bank robber. It, it did seem like a strange casting choice, but yeah, he did an okay job. I just wasn't a big fan of his That's character. That's why guys get That's why exactly, they yeah. Roles. Which you know, it's, and I find it weird though because so he so he's in um, Star Trek Discovery, which is like the latest iteration of Star Trek on Netflix, um, CBS all access in the States. He plays this character called um, Harry Mudd, who's, it's a recreation of a character from the original series. Mm -hmm. And it's, the original character was like this sort of comedic, sort of over the top character. Whereas in this new iteration, he plays a very dark sort of sinister character. So I've seen him play a real deep role. And I believe that. Whereas this one, I was just, I don't know. I, and it's probably an issue that I've got with the film is maybe it should have been like the tr- they should have gone more for the laughs the whole way and it should have been a comedy with a twist rather than because mm-hmm. I'm in and thinking this is like a, a thriller you've got to think about rather than mm-hmm. worrying about like if he, you had him as like a comedic sort of relief then maybe I would have liked him better I don't know. yeah he certainly wasn't comedic in this no, but no. To, to, to that point I, I, all I've ever seen of The Office is like clips on YouTube of him and John Krasinski doing funny stuff to each other <laughs> which without context which is I, great I find really funny <laughs> <laughs> but um, I had no issues with him I thought, he was, fan I thought he was fine I, I just yeah I, I enjoyed him as a, I enjoyed that as I said that cocky desperation I just didn't quite understand why he was at that point mm. like he had a great job lost his job was going through a divorce mm, I don't know you don't rob a bank because of that but small town, things are different. Yeah. If you lose a job like that, what yeah. opportunities I, do you I think have? Definitely, I mean, it was also probably more he was kind of maybe pulled in by Ed Burden because of their involvement in that. So maybe it was more he was pulled in was the reasoning, but they didn't do enough to explain yeah, he said yeah. the reasoning why he's doing it. Like, there's a, you know, you could say a, a bunch of different theories as to why, but yeah, they didn't explain. Yeah, uh, yeah I get that. They, 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 they linked them to him because yeah. of the, that explosion. So yeah. you spoke about Ed. What did you think of Ed? He... He, I feel like he his character kind of changed. Like, so the kind of the start of the maybe midway through the movie, like he's um he wasn't in the first half of the movie. yeah yeah. So, so 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 about halfway through maybe when he's on the phone with the judge and like you know he's he's acting really like you know cool, calm and collected because he's bribing the judge and stuff. Compared to then when he's robbing the bank and he gets found out immediately, he, he kind of then I think he he's he starts to act. His character um, turns a bit stupid, and a bit dumb. It, it, I think it was really a bit different to when he was kind of on the phone with the judge bribing him. And I just thought, yeah, he's kind of he's kind of his character as the went on got he got a bit. Stupid, so they they set dumber. him up as like the criminal mastermind. Yeah, like you don't meet Ed because as far as you know. Everyone's looking for Ed, yeah, because Ed's the one that spearheaded this whole thing, yeah, and he's gone missing. So you sit there and go, "This guy's crafty. He knows yeah. what he's doing." And the first time you, you you learn of Ed, he's fully in control of this this job, mm. this heist, whatever you want to call it. And for me, not overthinking this film, I was didn't have anything to re- any reason to believe that wasn't the case. I was of the full understanding that he took the money, he had plans of what he was going to do, mm. and he was going to nick off. Um, and when he gets into the the bank, and as he said, he sort of starts to lose his control a little bit and show that he's no criminal mastermind. Mm. That makes sense of what's about to happen. Yeah. So it kind of works out quite well. But as a character, I don't think we know enough about him to. Yeah, and 
I think the way that I went into the film was like I'm overthinking the whole thing, trying to work out who did what. So for him rocking up halfway through the film or not seeing him halfway through in the reverse, it's like he's not a suspect at all to me. But you understand why because the idea is that because he's gone like at the first half of the movie, like he's fled to Mexico yeah, or something. I, I get that. You know what? I didn't but, even click. But that, that didn't even make me think that he was a suspect in because okay. the, after the yeah. first day you see um, Andy get shot. Yeah. And yeah. to me, that's the crime that I'm trying to so solve. You thought, you thought pretty hard in this movie while you were watching it. Hmm. Into, so you would uh, have seen Ed's tattoo, right? Well, they both had that tattoo. I didn't notice Zeke's until the, the very end. end. And that's, that was yeah, the reveal. Yeah, yeah. So that's when, the reveal then. Yeah. Exactly. So when you saw Ed's tattoo the first time... You think that he did shot you, Did Dwight, you just so automatically think he, Andy, he, he, Andy. he shoots Andy? No, because they, they're in the car and they're talking about... I get oh, it. Yeah, on yeah. The, yeah, I get it. I didn't... Yeah, that didn't click with me. And as soon as I saw Zeke's tattoo, I was like, oh, they played together. Like, yeah. it, And mm-hmm. that really annoyed me how much emphasis at that scene with the, the arm out, the... the Card or the gun? How the much emphasis on that tattoo? I was like, it's too obvious to to have to worry about it. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're a better man than me because that's that's why I enjoyed this yeah. one. I didn't overthink it once. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't know. Like maybe it's because yeah, I'll, yeah. Okay. Anyway. You know what? I, <laughs> I stupidly, <laughs> I'm lost for words a little bit because yeah. I stupidly didn't think that that scene where he shoots Andy was going to be as far as we go chronologically. But the format of the film, of course it was. We're yeah. going back from that moment, we go mm. back in time. Yeah. So the idea of Ed disappearing off to somewhere, how are we ever gonna know? So you know, the, the indicators are there. And like, I'm not thought To me, I didn't there. I didn't care about the bank robbery. I cared about who killed Andy. I don't think anyone did care about the bank, bank robbery. robbery yeah. Like we knew that happened. happened. Yeah. We knew mm. that they successfully got out of the bank and yeah. stole the money. Yeah. Well, we thought they did. Mm. Um the only other character I'd probably mention is Steph. Yeah. So she became so she was she was ice cold through this whole film. Yep. yep. Um arguably, <laughs> you know, the brains behind this and hmm. happy to, you know, kill you know, she had her reasons, but hmm. um ice cold. But she to me she became really humanized when she eventually told Ed just before they were at the bank that he had an out. You don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. Do you think she was genuine there? Or do you think that was playing up to his ego or Mm-hmm. At the time, I thought she was genuine. Thinking back, I'm I really like, thought about mm. it. She really needed him to go into that. She bank. think. I say, yeah, I would have said she was genuine <clears throat> watching the film. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But now yeah, I think back now and looking go, back, because that humanizes her. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know because then you think about the whole. Um, yeah, I, I just felt like she was going to end up with Zeke anyway. See, I didn't have Did that you? I'm sorry, no, no, I didn't think that in the film. But, like, oh. thinking about going backwards, like we're talking about, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking about being her, if she's in that scene asking him to go out, in her mind, the end game is to be with Zeke, though. So do you think that she would have changed for wanting to be with Zeke? Yeah, but was there a part of her who's like, I, don't, I actually don't want to kill you anymore? I don't think the intention was going to be to kill him, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah because she killed his son. Yeah. That's why they yeah, all I had think, yeah, I know. I know they want to, they want to pay back for the, the son, but don't you think they're going to try and frame them? Oh. Uh, no, I thought nah. they were kill them all. Yeah, I thought it was all about killing, killing them. Okay. Like, he didn't have to kill I'm, Andy at the end. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Zeke says at some point, like, you know, we're going to kill everyone who was involved. Okay. They could have just, He put the money in the boot. They could have driven off. Yeah. Instead, he was just Yeah, like, it was about bang. punishing them, okay. everyone who was involved. All right. Um, what did you think of Steph, Jesse? I thought she was a pretty useless character. For someone who was a bit of a puppeteer, yep, yeah, didn't yeah didn't connect with her or 
like I get she's lost her son, but the motives to me were just not. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's where I, where I think there was a bit of convenience to it that I got caught up in the emotion of it and was like, this is great, this is fun. And I think about it and go, well, that was a bit lucky. That was a bit lucky. Mm, oh, are they yeah. together? Oh, why did she have a baby with him? And then just bring it up with the other guy. Like, there's a few things yeah. like that where I can understand why if, if, if this movie wasn't doing much for you. Yeah, you'd be um, thinking about it all. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was the same as you. I was caught up in it like the whole way through. wasn't even yeah, thinking about all these tiny details. I thought like Sally... And Martha, like the mum and the daughter, I thought they were pretty useless characters too. Yeah, me too. Um, yep. Thought Judge Dawkins like didn't do much for me. He was just this corrupt guy that yeah, you just had that much side story. It's an interesting part of the story though. Played a pretty big role. Mm. He um, did really. Because mm. apart from apart from him, it's just three legit criminals yeah. and one guy who played a huge part in what happened. But he's pretty high up in in that scene with his wife. You know, he's so regretful mm. that he's got himself stuck in this. Mm. Um, Reed, like uh, Zeke's partner, partner mm. that same joke, they just played that same joke over about him not being able to sit in the front seat. And I like... I, I like that. You like that, that one? one? I like that one. I liked it too because the first time I was like, what the hell is yeah. going on? <laughs> like when he cracks it yeah. on the driveway. Mm. And then... I liked it. That's one of the few times. Yeah, few things I did like that. Funny. I also liked as well. Like he, he kind of maybe came across as a bit of a not as intelligent police officer, and then kind of still came across more intelligent than the FBI guy. Yeah, yeah. but the, maybe it's about halfway through, and like he's um like he knows that Zeke was on the phone with Andy or something. He yeah. says something like, you know, just make sure that you're not getting in trouble. Kind of he, like showing that he's got his back. Like yep. he knows it might not be legal, but hey, I'm your partner. I've got your back. I really like that kind yeah, of moment as well. And I didn't like Chris. The stupid guy, that the meth addict. Yeah. Oh, Chris yeah. was just a yeah. he was just a plot just point a, or a vehicle. Yeah, to, didn't yeah. like him. Yeah, there wasn't much to that character. That was a bit too convenient, a bit too easy. Mm. Cool. All right. Uh, good scenes. Yeah, good scenes. This is a beautiful opening shot um, with what I have described as mysterious music <laughs> on the grey lake, and I think there was a bit of light rain as well. Just when the film, the very film first opens up, it was beautiful. I loved it. Do you guys remember it? I do. Yeah, yeah, okay. I did like it. Slowly yep. zoomed in a little bit. And yeah, it went up. Yeah, and it just, they just showed the credits mm. or the, the acting. And all this. I just really, <laughs> really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I also enjoyed. I mentioned the picking up the um, read every day, but I loved the. I, I like that running gag. It's yeah. Good, yeah. I love the scene at the end with that real up-tempo music as Zeke walks back inside and oh, lays on the floor, oh, just man. letting everything sink in mm-hmm. for you. Felt a lot like Saw. Oh, my God. Okay. Music reminded me of the Saw reveal music, yeah. but I had that in my hated scenes. Because <laughs> I was like, this is not a reveal like Saw. It's not a reveal like Saw. <laughs> so I was like, don't try and play it up like that. Saw is still arguably and the greatest reveal That is our second um, Saw reference today. From this episode, what was the other one? Dead Silence. We spoke about James No, I really, I really day. like that because to me, everything was still sinking in, and mm. then he's walking back in. I'm like, oh, he's full committed to this. Mm. Yeah, and it did feel like so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to get that as my. That. I want to get that as my ringtone. <laughs> That'd be scary. Yeah. Um, the only other scene. So I, this was in my this this scene as a whole started in my bad scenes ended up in my good scenes. Ooh, is so, that a first? Yeah, it's almost a first. So when the um, the the gay meth addict <laughs> with the judge, who I've checked on the credits, his name is Meth Billy. <laughs> <laughs> so when he was in the bathroom screaming, 
It was atrocious. And I was like, this is shocking. Why are we watching that was bad. Scream like an idiot. But then when Judge Dawkins was walking around initially, and at the end of the day, you know that he dies because you saw his body the day before. Yeah. But you see him walking around and you don't see the hole in his head. Eventually you turn, you see the hole in his head and he's asking Allison, Allison where his slippers are. Man, that severity of that scene really hit me. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I had that in my scene because I killed myself laughing when he was hiding in the bathroom. I hated that. And, <laughs> and then when it just cut to him in just that prolonged scream, I was just like killing myself laughing. Uh, that was really bad. <laughs> yeah, it was bad, but it was, that, was, oh, okay. that was the funniest part of the film. Funny how quickly did that scene change? Yeah. Because it was creepy watching him walk around with a hole in his head. Um, yeah. yeah, that's, that's, that's me. Um, I liked the scene when they find Chris Morrow's body in the motel and you've got Zeke then telling the FBI agents about his brother and how he was the prosecutor in the case and how he may have taken a bribe um, to cover the meth lab exposure. And that, he kind of hit him explaining to the FBI agents everything that happened. I, I liked that kind of that, that reveal in the way he was telling him. Um, I liked the entire bank robbery scene at the end with Zeke kind of taunting Ed about how he, you know, lets the children die, lets the little girl, little girl die, how he shoots him through the bag, and then obviously the reveal with Steph coming in. I kind of like that whole end bank robbery scene. It's a little uh, boy. Sorry? It's a little boy. little boy, was it? Sorry, not yeah, little girl, little boy. A little Batman toy on his grave. Yeah. yeah. I was starting to think, like, Zeke is, like, super chill yeah. about this happening. Yeah, and then I was. guess he's, like... Then I'm thinking, oh, he knows he's yeah. not going to get hurt. Just let it happen. And- at, at this time, I was kind of thinking, like, yeah, he obviously knows who this guy is. So he's like, this guy's not going to shoot me. Yeah. I'll just sit here and eat. So like, I was you know, kind of okay with and, it. And because and, and, and he's kind of like, I know who you are. I'm going to catch you afterwards kind of thing. But then, yeah, it turned into... Can we classify really that as a heist? Heath? It's not a heist. It's a bank robbery. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't listened to our previous episodes, <laughs> Heath is very... Uh, I'm very particular the, about what a heist of a heist. heist not is. If you've seen the film Coin Heist, apparently not a heist. It's not. <laughs> And apparently not a movie either. <laughs> it's a bloody heist. <laughs> but um, yeah, this was a this was just a bank robbery. Okay. It yeah, did no start heist. to get me when he kept pushing about the killing the son. Yeah. He kept pushing, kept pushing. Like, but you killed, you killed. I was yeah. like, Zeke, dude, like, yeah. settle down. It's this kid. It's this guy's son. To be shot. Like, <laughs> obviously, it wasn't his son. Um, and my last one was, I think, my my funniest moment of the movie is when uh, his niece Sally's in the front seat and Reed goes to open the door. And he, she tells him to get in the back, and I don't think that Aaron's sworn yet, so I won't swear. But tells him basically no, to get in the back. They're going to have an explicit on every episode moving forward. All right, well, she tells him to get in the back, you fat fucking bastard. Yeah, where did that come it, from? It, that's the, that's what I found so funny because it came out of nowhere. I, I actually I burst out laughing out loud because it came out of nowhere. I was like, oh my god, mm. that was funny. Yeah, I didn't love it, but I didn't. Because that, that whole scene in that car was woeful because she goes, oh, when I'm dirty, my mum gives me a bath. And he goes, that's what I'm doing for the whole town, town. Giving the whole yeah. town a bath. And then he goes on and he says, you know, and she's like, oh, why don't you eat mum's breakfast? He's like, because I'd be a fat, fat fucking bastard. bastard. Like, <laughs> in the town. That was strange, it that was whole weird. food thing. That was weird. But it's sort of, oh, yeah. Did I, I miss, did we miss something with the food thing? Is that more? I, I, I'm sure it was more than him just being. He just healthy. didn't like his um, his mum's cooking. It's got to be more I to think. it. I, yeah, that's, that's what they said. About what? That's what they said. I just felt like there's more to it. Probably gave him an excuse to eat Wendy's, so he wasn't just eating that uh, food. That was the no, only, no, that was his partner was eating yeah, Wendy's. Wendy's. Maybe he just didn't like being there at home. True. What, did, what was he eating at the at the um, bank at night? He was having like a sandwich or something. I think, yeah, apple. I feel like he had breakfast in the. First he definitely had an apple though. Because then the next call was yeah, like, he was well, eating yeah, breakfast. Yeah, yeah, he was eating breakfast, but mm. he, he was just avoiding the dinners. Anyway, maybe I'm overthinking yeah. it. Um, what did you like, Jess? Okay, I'll, 
I like the cut or the the sort of um, <clears throat> each sort of scene they cut up with the the text on the screen saying what the scene was about, and then like everyone woke up at the start oh, yeah. of each scene. Yeah. I like that. It's like me the of, start of a chapter. Like remind a, me of Lost. Remind me of like the okay. opening scene of Lost where Jack Shepard just opens his eye and it's like. And then it, this the series, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Lost, the series ends on that sort of uh, same shot. So I liked that. Um, really? I, I liked, I liked uh, the Stephen King reference, as we spoke about. Is there more to that reference as well? I'm trying to think. Well, I read something else about another one of the stories about a car and all that sort of stuff. Did, I read that too. That book, yeah. Didn't like it. Because um, they drove away in a Cadillac. And the book was about a Cadillac, something like that. Mm. It was crap. Yeah, it was a wrong book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind. There's like the call where they're sitting in the police station, the FBI call, and they say, oh, we think we've got the suspects. You know, it's a <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> black Camaro and the suspects are white or something. And they're like, no, it was like a, a black people in a white Camaro. Yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah. no, it's a black yeah, that around. <laughs> I didn't mind that. I thought that wasn't, that was all right. But yeah, that's, that's about where I'm at with what I liked. Mm. What did we like? Uh, I just had the one, and it was the FBI agents as well, when, um, when Reed said, you know, he's the only smart guy in the room or he's the smartest guy in the room. And then he's like, his partner's not even in the room after he walks out of the room. And that's when I was thinking like, because they hadn't really had much humor in it yet. And I was like, are we, is, we trying to be funny in this film, are we? Like I missed that memo and their, their humor never really stuck. And that was just shocking line. And apart from that, it was just the guy screaming in the shower, which came good that scene. So, <laughs> Peter. Um, my only one is um, Andy. He's uh, he's being a dick to his daughter when he's yelling at her because she doesn't want to skip school because he can't go to the dance recital. So he wants her to skip school the next day, and he just kind of screams and yells at her. I really could I could have done without him. He had a bit of his mind though. Face, yeah, but still don't scream at your your young daughter who just wants to go to school. You know, I, I didn't like that scene. Yep, I did like it how. Um He's like, dance style tonight? Yeah, no worries. Oh, tonight? Nah, no, can't yeah. do it tonight. He's <laughs> robbing a bank. I've got to rob a bank tonight, guys. <laughs> yeah, that was my only one, Jesse. Uh, I'm uh, sure you got a list that this probably sounds like. I thought the opening scene where... Andy... Not my opening shot. No, sorry. Okay, <laughs> well, sorry. A couple of scenes in <laughs> where after Andy wakes up off the floor and then the daughter comes in, he's like, shh, this is like our secret. I mm. thought that was really weird. It's creepy. And I, it was creepy, but I get that they needed to set up this imaginary friend that she has. Oh, yeah, true. Um, that helped. But I thought it was weird. Mm. Like, and then really also weird. Zeke coming down with the gun because at that knew. time did we know they were brother yeah we did we did we did. I think we did and then I'm thinking like yeah is he just going to kill his brother because I think he knew that it was if it was anyone it was going to be Andy yeah I think he knew and that, then I was yeah. like dude like pretty rough it's on your brother serious, but then yeah. at the end that's what he was trying dude, to do so mm. I didn't like the postman next door like Andy took his car and it just yeah. wasn't a big deal he's just like oh yeah can I just get a ride with you Ezekiel <laughs> what yeah that yeah weird I didn't like all the talk that FBI agents kept talking about Stephanie being so hot and she's from Mexico mm. or whatever and they're sitting in the car like it happened like twice and they're just like because oh, oh, so yeah, I was saying yeah. they might go for a holiday down there or something yeah, find out where she's from yeah like, why because we want to go there yeah. yeah didn't like that I thought most of the dialogue between the FBI and the cops was just woeful just just the FBI guys yeah. I, I, I just don't think it didn't it didn't really work and I you know what I, I kind of get what he was trying to do with having because it wasn't full comic relief. It was subtle, um, but it, it just didn't... It wasn't supposed to be a kind of laugh-out loud. No, 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 I know, but it didn't work. That's that's my, my issue with it. Um, um, yeah. It really didn't work. The whole tattoo thing, just like I said before, was crap. Just didn't like it. I just thought it was too obvious. And that follows on, like, when Zeke's in the car with Ed, and Ed's in the front seat, and he goes... He made, it was so obvious. Like, it wasn't just a part of the normal dialogue, but he made this comment about, you know, oh, um, we all date some of the same girls. 
And I was like, oh my God, this is so obvious that everyone is just into Stephanie and everyone's been with Stephanie. So God, are you right? I did not pick that up at no. all. <laughs> like literally, and it wasn't even, a, it wasn't like the normal conversation. It was just yeah. like the camera's on his face and he's like, oh, we've all been with some of the same girls. I'm like, oh man. So I was reading an interview with the director and he was saying that writing this script was so, so difficult. It would have been, yeah. Because he got to the point where he would write it and he'd give it to someone to read and they'd be like, way too obvious. I know exactly what's going to happen. And then he'd do it again and it's like, well, there's not enough you know, mm-hmm. indicators yeah. there. And it's he kept going round and round. And he even said to the point when they were filming that exact scene that Zeke doesn't smile at all in that scene. And it's almost too obvious, you know, because he in, in Zeke's head, he's killing Ed that night, right? Mm. He's shooting Ed that night. And in that scene, that's, that's the scene where Ed is most human. Ed's just talking about that. He needs to live to school. He's clearly not yeah. doing not, not about, to school. He needs to live about like the, the football game <clears throat> yeah. they played in, and, and yeah. he's being really human. And Zeke doesn't need to hear that right now because he's about to kill this guy. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end they decide to give Zeke like a little smirk or something, so you don't think too much of being like, "What the hell's up, Zeke's ass with this?" So it would have been really difficult to to get yeah. these. And I think my advice to anyone if I was recommending this film, which I would recommend it, is to be like. Just sit back and enjoy it. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't think too hard about probably it. I wouldn't say don't overthink it because that might be a, oh, what's he trying to hide? Like, yeah. I don't know. I would just be like, sit back and, and, sit back I guess and enjoy it. probably be a testament to that, hmm. that you picked it up too early because you were looking for signs. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like the, F- there's a scene where the FBI guys are grilling Stephanie about, tell us about Ed, tell us about Ed. I thought the acting and the dialogue and the jokes were just. I want to watch that scene again yeah. though. That's what I was thinking. I want to watch that scene again because I want to see Zeke and, and see Zeke's reactions in that as well. But it was the FBI guys, I think. But Zeke was in, was there. in the room. Yeah. yeah, Zeke was in the room. Yeah. This was after she like she banged her head. Yeah. I didn't like the continual putting down of Chris for being stupid. And especially that scene where he's in the car with Andy and he's like, turn the radio on and he just puts the music on. He's like, no, the radio, like the news radio. So we can hear that we're on the radio. I'm just like, oh, gross. But they had to, they had to make it out like he had a trigger. Yeah. For, he doesn't like being called stupid. Yeah. And when he got called stupid by the judge, he flipped. Flipped. And then that follows on. I didn't like when he was watching Stephanie in the shower. I thought that was just bad acting all around. A bit of a weird yeah. creepy scene. The the judge and the wife scene you mentioned before, like that was that scene where you sort of saw that he was a bit apologetic, I guess, for, for his actions. He knew he made a mistake, mistake and yeah. he'd got in too deep. There was a line where the wife goes, sometimes boys just need to be with other boys. I was sitting there going, what the hell? Like what's that got to do with anything that we were looking at? Did you see the next scene though? Yeah. He's with another boy. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. And um, I've got one, oh, two last ones. Uh, the judge was telling Zeke that, you know, just before when he's saying goodnight to him at the bank, like saying, oh, thanks for looking out for the oh, bank. And he's, he's like, you know, I'll always have you back if you ever get held up. Making it, it was so, so obvious yeah, that, hey, someone's coming in tonight, you should shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> so my, my, I wrote down a question during that thinking like, wouldn't you ask more questions if you were Zeke? Yeah. But then, he knew that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, no, he doesn't yeah. want to ask questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just here to eat my dinner. He just made it very obvious. It's like, hey, someone might come in and try and rob the bank tonight. You should shoot them. <laughs> I was really curious, Jesse, because I know you watched this film before me. Yeah. And you t- when I spoke to you, you said, oh, you know, I can't wait till you watch Shimmer because I really want to talk about it. And I couldn't get a read off you whether it was a... Good, I did a good job. Yeah, whether it was like a this movie sucked when I talk about it or I'm just so intrigued by this movie. So I wanted to be intrigued. Like this, oh, the premise and everything was like perfect. This yeah, is a like perfect move, movie, but yeah, you know what? I wasn't expecting it to be a good premise or anything. I just thought it'd just be this run of the mill cheap mm. film. And that's probably why I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. All right. I'm done with my scenes. 
what was the movie trying to say? What are some themes or motifs? Paying for your mistakes. Yep. Bit too, you know, bit too obvious yeah. that one, but this one, yeah. Getting revenge. Yeah, revenge. Facing your consequences, mm. taking responsibility, and this justice. Yeah. You know what happens when wrongs go unrighted was what he mm. said at the end. I also like the idea of being the smartest man in the room. They make yeah. a point. Mm. They they say it um, obviously, yeah. but I think the the film culminates in the one guy who was thinking ahead of everyone, yep. thinking mm. about what he's going to do. When everyone thought they were making the right decisions, no, nah, being the smartest man in the room is what gets the results. There's a little bit about you know, especially with Ed. <clears throat> I felt like he wanted to get straight and then it sort of turned a little bit that, you know, people are who they are. Sometimes people are just destined for this this life where yeah. they just keep this cycle repeating mm. and, you know, being stuck in bad situations with Andy as well. Like, you know, he was stuck in this bad situation with his, his wife and his, and his kid. I don't reckon he worked hard enough to get out of that. But I guess, Probably you know not. what, they all made that mistake together. Yeah. And they all died. <laughs> so. All right, what do we take from this film? What do we what do we take out? I of think it? one thing that again, this is probably going to sound silly because I didn't pick up on it, but I think they did a really clever job at referencing Ed Junior throughout um, the yeah. kid who died. Like it was <clears throat> a truly tragic event, and it bounded a lot of them together from a story perspective, which is why they kept bringing it up. But its prominence in the actual twist uh, made it feel like it was right in front of your face all along, even though you didn't know that it was Zeke's kid. Yep. Hmm. Um, it felt when when they revealed it, it was like, oh, it was right there. Like yeah. this is all about the kid. I mean, I talked about there being a lot of convenience in this mm-hmm. story, um, <clears throat> and I think because of that really clever structure, I, I thought it was very clever. You tend to overlook how convenient some of the elements of the story are. The fact that Andy killed Judge Dawkins where he wasn't planning on doing it. Judge Dawkins killed Chris Morrow like really wasn't planning on doing it. The FBI agents who came on didn't care. Like, there's a lot of things that went convenient. Mm. That went really well that you couldn't really plan for, even though it made it look like Zeke did plan for it. Yeah. But I kind of overlooked it because I was just enjoying the the, the premise. And that was kind of... Because that was sort of, I guess, why I thought maybe they were just trying to frame them for robbing the bank, not trying to kill them all. But... Because I don't think, like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they purposely wanted to kill everyone, but obviously you guys think that they did. Oh, yeah. Well, like, he flat out kills so Ed, like, and he flat I out kills they want the revenge. But he kills Ed and Andy because everything's gone too far. I, I reckon he was always planning on killing them. Yeah, he wanted that revenge. They killed his son. Yeah, I... They, they, they played a part in it. He definitely didn't need to kill Andy. That would have been very easy. But Ed was... That was pure revenge. He's on the ground, and he basically said... yeah. And Ed's, killed Ed's the first person yeah. who dies, really. He is, yeah. He is, yeah. Yep. Mm. The way um, the way Chris, Chris, yeah, the way he dies, I'm still not sure on how, like, she was obviously luring Chris in to, like, have a shower with her or perv on her in the shower, but she also called Judge Dawkins over, obviously not expecting him to kill Chris, like... And if, like, they were just dead set in killing everyone, she could have just lured him in the room and killed him anyway. Yeah, yeah she could have killed them both. So I'm, I'm a bit unsure about that one. Yeah. But whether they wanted those ones dead or it was mainly... Well, no, they would have wanted they Chris needed, to Yeah, so... Yeah, because she could have just killed him and then get the judge and kill him as well. So that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, there's, there's mm. this convenience yeah. to it where you just... And it's only if you really start thinking about it. As I said, when you finished watching this film, I was like, oh, that was good. That mm. was a good film. I enjoyed it. Hmm. Yeah, I wasn't a massive fan of a lot of the dialogue and the acting. 
that was probably what led it down the most to me. But I do like the concept and I liked the the format of the film. Mm. That's good. Yeah, the the whole kind of reverse day by day thing worked really well. It was really intriguing, really good. Cool. Um, did so sometimes we check out if we've used IMDb while we're watching the film to see if we looked up any characters cast. Anyone check out IMDb? I jumped on physique. Yeah? I was about halfway through the film and I just <clears throat> could not pick who he was. I'd seen him before, couldn't pick him. Narcos? <laughs> I don't think he was in Narcos. <laughs> he should have been. I had to ask. He okay. should have been. He's uh, he's the captain from In the Heart of the Sea. Chris Hemsworth? Is he really? No, Chris Hemsworth plays the first mate. Oh, yeah. So, so, so same, Benjamin, right yeah, same, yeah. yeah. And, and Benjamin Walker plays his captain. I was like, ah, I didn't exactly where you're from. I didn't recognize him at all. Mm. Mm. I did three. I got three IMDb's for this Whoa. one. So Kyle Walker, the FBI agent, who was the one with hair, played by Ron Livingston, who plays the dad in The Conjuring. I guess in the first okay. Conjuring film. Yep. He's the dad. I feel like I watched that with you. Um, he's in Band of Brothers. He's very good in Band he? of Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rob Rob Cordry, who is obviously in Hot Tub Time Machine. Yes. Yeah, I haven't really. <laughs> That's where I know him from. That was but the only thing I could think he was in. I've Hot never, Tub Time Machine. So he's the best mate in Sex Tape. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I recognize him from. Yeah. And I didn't need to IDB this guy because I've done him a bit recently, but White Russell, who plays Ed Burton, is um, in Everybody Wants Some and 22 Jump Street and Table 19. So he's in a lot of films that I like and I've seen recently. My IMDB was White Russell as well, Ed. Um, but that was because he. I've recently watched this film called Overlord and it's sort of like a zombie Nazi um, produced by J.J. Abrams. Sounds interesting already. I thoroughly enjoyed this film. Zombie Nazis. He played um, like this Officer Ford dude in it, and he was like a prominent character. And I was like, oh, that's where I've seen you from. I'm looking at his IMDb, yeah. and he's got a nice little filmography going yeah. on. I think he's done some good films, and he's only going to do better films. I watch this space with him. Highly recommend Overlord. Overlord. Mm. Check it out. All right. Got any questions that we want to ask each other? Yes. yes. Good. <laughs> ask. I saw a tagline for this film that was right place, wrong crime. What do you think? Bad tagline. Right place. I don't, I don't okay, think so it the fits. right place is the wrong crime. So is, are they saying the bank robbery is the wrong crime or the murders are the wrong crime? That's yeah. I when I look at that tagline, I think that doesn't fit for this film. I don't, I don't think. And, it fits. But that's it makes you think too much for this film too. But, but maybe you, that's after watching. When the you film. say if it, you don't, like, if you don't see the film, you're like, oh, okay. What's the if crime you say thing? it like that? The the the, the bank. Yeah. You're thinking about this bank robbery. That's what your whole thing is about, this bank robbery. So you think it's correct, that's the right place, but the crime isn't robbing the bank. The crime is killing Ed at the bank. And I guess we all mentioned the bank robbery in our intro. Yeah. Mm. That's what, I guess that's the investigation that we yeah. think it's about. All right. Yeah, okay. It's warmed yeah. on me. Yeah, all right. What about you? You didn't like it, so did it warm on you? Uh, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like changing your mind. <laughs> no, don't. Don't be silly. <laughs> Any questions? Um, yeah. I had a question just about, I guess, um, Chris Morrow, who is a meth addict. He's quite a dumb person. Well, he's like burnt most of his brain cells. Yeah. Like, thing. surely he's... I mean, it's harder because I guess it was, was it more Steph's plan because she knew what was going on at Ed's, but surely he's just too much of a liability to get involved in a bank robbery. They needed a driver who didn't, whose car they didn't ah, recognize. True. Yeah, but surely, I mean... Even still, like, would you tr- if you're doing a bank robbery, would you trust this guy to be a getaway driver? I, I just feel like... He, so you're he, doing a bank robbery. It was so much either. of a risk. It's another convenience thing. No, no, no. Right? no, no. This is different. I'd be, asking someone, I'd be asking someone else. How many or stealing people a car? can you ask? That's, that's my point, though. Yeah. 
Oh, I, out of your close friendship totally, group, who would you ask to help Robert Baker with well, you? Well, you two, obviously. <laughs> I think I, I, I can see what I'm you're saying. Like, I guess I guess he ne- they need that car, but I, I'm just talking about yeah. it going. This guy who is a, is a meth addict, his brain just scrambled. He's such a liability that if something goes wrong, it's because he's going to do something stupid. Sure, but there's very few people that you can ask to yeah. help you do a crime like that, and he's probably one that's like, sure, I'll do that. I, I can see that. Yeah, I just I just thought he's such a liability and, and such a danger to get him involved yeah. in a bank robbery. Okay, why did? Andy treat Steph like his lover. So because he was weird, she was obviously <laughs> pretending to date him. You know, like yeah, he comes in one day, he's like, "Hey, babe," and then mm. he's waiting for her at Shimmer Lake. Yep. But there was no well, discussion of because like, it's the whole thing about Steph. Everyone just loves Steph. Well, had had Ed, had Ed been in prison? Maybe, but I, I, I think but he'd been in prison. So maybe Andy was like kind of. Maybe that's why the marriage is breaking down because he's having an affair with. Maybe they didn't show anything of yeah. them dating except for those two little except him, things. Him calling her babe. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, and they didn't even mention like Steph. But or, that probably links it as to why Andy got involved. True. Otherwise, how else would he have involved? That you need. Well, I mean, they were both involved in the yeah, initial because yeah. they bribed him. Yeah. So they probably thought you're. And we he got, got you and he, and he under lost our thumbs. So. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, I just that was like, uh, I don't know about this. This this never really happened. Mm. So she's with Ed, she's also with Zeke, but she's also with Andy. Come on, Steph. Yeah. <laughs> but, right. but that part of it yeah. was obviously their plan to yeah. get him involved. This whole thing going. But mm. why did they tell the story backwards? Was it needed? Do you think that this film would have worked if it was just a linear from start to end? Well, not really, because it, I guess the, the start, if you see the bank robbery and him kill him, and it's kind of like, well, we know what's kind of happened. I, I, I like the mystery of, you know, there's been a bank robbery, but the mystery is like, obviously, what's you happened? You're going to get caught so and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I like, I, I think it works better yeah, it this works way. Better. Yeah. You know, um, the I'll director was saying that he came up with the idea, not that it hasn't been done before, but mm. he came up with the idea because he used to watch. I can't remember what channel he was talking about, but they didn't have ads and they just played movies without ads. So every now and then he'd flick on a movie and wherever it was in the movie, he'd start watching it. So he's watching this movie one day and it was halfway through and then it finished and he's kind of like, oh, how'd this get here and how'd this get here? So he watched the start. And then, yeah, in a few days later, he flicked and it was the start of the film and then he watched the start of the film and was like, okay, now it all makes sense. And he's like, not a bad way to yeah, structure no. a film. Good segue. I like it. Good segue. Mm. Have you guys seen Memento? Yes. Well, that's the thing. Memento and Memento Fargo and like it's not. It's been done before. So Memento was very good. <clears throat> I was looking up like these types of films, and I've, I found a film that I've added to my watch list on Letterboxd because I was looking up these non-linear mm-hmm. sort of films. So there's this one called Peppermint Candy from 2000, and it's uh, directed by Lee Chang Dong. Um, and it looks really good. So uh, I've added it to my watch list on Letterboxd. So if you want to check it out, um, look at it. How did you find it? Because I was looking up films with um, starting Total from reverse. the end, reverse, yeah, yeah, going reverse, and that was one of the highest rated ones. So, okay, yeah, on Letterboxd. So, so yeah, you've seen Memento. I have seen Memento. Yeah, yeah, Memento's great. Christopher Nolan. Yeah, Peppermint yeah. Candy. Peppermint Candy. Yeah, two thousand. Two thousand. It was released. Oh, I'll have a look at your Letterboxd. Um, the film was about asking questions. So, does this suggest as adults we are curious? Sure. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Straightforward. Straight easy. All right. Yeah. Last one. Shimmer Lake. Why do they go with that as the title? I guess I, it's tricky. It doesn't give anything away as, love, to, as to the mystery you know of it. I love the title before seeing it because it felt dark and mysterious. Mm-hmm. So it just gives that vibe. Yeah, because yeah. you're right. The actual location. Oh, well, I guess. It's saying Andy's death at 
Shimmer Lake was really what this film was about. Was sure, yeah, and, and I think it was. And even to your point where you're like, I, all I want to do is find out who killed Andy. Mm. That was, for me, that was important too. Like, yeah. that was what I wanted to find out too. I'm like, what happens at the end here when they shoot Andy? So, yeah, I'll give it that. And the Shimmer is this reflection that they're all just bad people looking back at themselves. Ooh, that's even better. Ooh, deep. Mm. I only yeah, came good. up with that now. All right. <laughs> Any other questions or can we sum this up? Let's wrap it up. I want to watch it again. Good. Oh. Well, you can. I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so at the end of uh, each episode, we like to give our film that we've talked about a rating out of five. Then we add them up and work out our overall score. MJ, tell us your thoughts. Uh, on as this. you can probably tell, I was pleasantly surprised with this one. Um, it felt pretty run-of-the-mill early on, but it grabbed my attention with the, the clever premise and it paid off for me with a satisfying twist. And I said I think I would benefit from a rewatch and I'd, I'd definitely recommend it to people. Three and a half stars. Nice. I was let down <laughs> massively. Uh, I thought the premise was really clever and it just <clears throat> didn't hold up for me. And this is another one that Netflix has disappointed me with because they said I had a 90% match. 90% match. And yeah... Uh, it's got all the algorithms wrong for me yeah, I think that's, uh, that's on you mate yeah that's on me for you, you, watching you, the you algorithm that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's all the other crap you're watching maybe if like they advertised this as a comedy and advertised it like that I might have liked it more because I would have been going for the laughs rather than trying to solve this crime the whole time yeah, I don't know one and a half nah one and a half one and a half out of five for me yep. oh. Hater. Um so I enjoyed this film. Uh, I think the story was good. I liked the day by day in reverse. It kept me engaged the whole way through. I thought it was just a good, solid film. I give it a three out of five. Needs more because Jesse got one and a half. I need you to lift it up. So, what does that give us as an average? 2.67. Good. Out of five. Sounds about right. I feel like we've had a fair few 2.67s in our time. We have. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we have no idea. All right. So, yeah. so we are on... One and, a, one and a half, Jesse. Yeah. Ugh. That was generous too. Like I sat there during this film and I had to pause it a few times. Did and you watch the same movie? And walk away from the TV that I was that frustrated. Interesting. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and I need to ask again. The twist. Yeah. Like when... When did you think you knew it or so did the, you know the, it or one of the opening scenes when Zeke's sitting there at the table with the family I just had in my mind he's a suspect the whole time so I was just watching him with a close eye and it, like I said I didn't pick that the kid was going to be his yeah um, but I knew that there was something sus going on with him and then obviously as it went on I knew there was something going on with him and Steph and then it just okay blew out from there so you picked the Steph thing too that, just that car that scene in the car where you were just too smart for the movie so that bank no I didn't, I didn't pick the whole thing though that then, bank thing that bank scene sorry were you expecting that to go down pretty similar to the way it did? It was so obvious that Zeke was in, never in a position of fear whatsoever. No, it was. But did you expect it to go down that way-ish? Obviously not. No, 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 no. I knew Zeke wasn't going to happen because you saw him like the next day. Like we'd already seen him the next day mm. and he was fine. Yeah, you knew, yeah. Besides the bullet wound. Yeah, exactly. Mm. All right, so... We're on social media. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. We have Instagram. We're at Flix Forum, and we chuck a question up every week to go in theme with our show. This week, just one of those classic sort of quotes, is revenge a dish best served cold? <laughs> Good yeah, one. It, it is in this <laughs> And I felt like, I felt like this, this went in really well with this film. Oh, no, no one saw it coming. 
Yeah. So that will be on our social media platforms. Great Please. question, Jesse. Thank you. Another. Oh, mm. I love the compliments today, even though I didn't like the film. Uh, yeah, yeah, I take it back. Except, <laughs> it's all great except for your actual view on the movie. Please subscribe, listen to us wherever you can. Next week, we are looking at the 2017 action-adventure film called Okya. It's directed by Boong Joon-ho, and it stars an ensemble cast. I'm not even going to try and list them all off, but I will mention Tilda Swinton, Paul Dano, AZ Hoon, and Boohee Boong. So I feel like you left off a big name there. I did for yourself. I did. Leave, oh, maybe we'll reveal that next week. Who, who's in this film? I have seen this film. Okay, so yeah, I've not seen it, and I have been looking forward to this one since we started doing this podcast. So I can't wait. So we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening as usual, and good to see you both. Good Thanks, to boys. see you too. Good fun. Bye. <laughs>